The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And Dom, what an amazing end to the week last week. Charles, I can't I can't record. I'm too sad. I didn't think Rupert Murdoch would ever leave the position of CEO of Fox and, mm. and News. It's a shock that a man in his early 90s would be wanting to give work away. I just, mm. I don't see how this is even possible. I thought he had decades left. Charles, decades. Yeah, well, especially with all the sort of new modern treatments where they scrape the stem cells from aborted fetuses. Is that what they do? Is that how he looks so good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got I've, that. He's got that whole aborted fetus sheen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a good look. It's a very good look. I would have thought he had several more marriages in him. Uh, a lot more. There are still a few oh, newspapers. No. I think he's he's done this to free himself up oh, for his main job. To, yeah, to sort of start enjoying life and and you know you know actually do something with his life. For yeah, once. I mean, look, he hasn't bought a few things. The New York Times, he hasn't bought yet. Well, he, he wants to buy the Spectator. That's the latest rumor. Does he? Yes, yes. Because the thing is, he didn't actually step down. He stepped up. He stepped up. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's now emeritus chairman. Emeritus. Imagine having the daddy issues that you would presumably have as Lachlan, mm. and then when you finally get a job that's actually not underneath your your dad, yeah. you know, you get to be the actual head of News Corp. He then, in the same fucking announcement, like in the second sentence, goes, I will be stepping up yeah. as emeritus. I'm not, I'm not stepping away, mm. yeah. and he's still threatened to come into the offices on, on Friday. Friday afternoons. On Friday nights. Friday nights. Friday nights. It's a great night to bump into the old bloke if you work for news anywhere in the world. More in a moment. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So Charles, I'm thinking about repositioning my, myself as emeritus podcast host. Uh, yes. It comes from emeritus basically means through merit. Yes. And what merit Rupert Murdoch has accumulated during his time running news. What what an amazing collection of merit mm. he's had mm. over the years. And so many so many highlights. Mm. I particularly like Paul Kelly's um, editorial for the Australian, which described phone hacking as kind of like an, an unfortunate thing that happened to news, as though someone had hacked really? their voicemail. So hard to remember. Wasn't it the case that news's voicemails got hacked by some awful perpetrators? A- awful dead teenager. Yeah, yes. That, that oh, some the... teenager lured. Yeah, well, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, there's always two sides to those stories. Not in news newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. Yeah, but if you scratch beneath the surface, mm. in some ways it was her fault that this dead girl's phone got hacked because that was a very, like, obvious angle for the story to have. If she hadn't wanted her phone to be hacked, she shouldn't have died in the first place. Well, also, she shouldn't have had voicemail. Yes. And that's the thing. And yes. particularly a guessable password. Didn't phone hacking rely on the password to voicemail well, boxes they just used... being 1234? Yeah, well, or I think it was zero zero. 
zero zero or the case. or the yeah. birth date or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if if you make fuck news mm. your voicemail password, mm. they can't log in. We should probably tell listeners who don't know about the exact details of the phone hacking story just how egregious it was. It was it was a bit egregious. It was well, the we, most humble day of Rip Murdoch's <laughs> life, mm. and there haven't been many. Yeah. There have not been many humble days of Rupert's life. So what he did was teenage girl gets murdered, of course. And I was Millie Dallas. She was thirteen years old and, in England, and it was in England. And the News of the World, quote unquote, journalists mm. uh, decided to hack her voicemail to see whether, well, to just see what was happening and to get some quotes from, you know, was she consent. missing? Was she missing, or had she been killed? Nobody knew. But initially. also, but also, yeah, was she missing? But also, presumably, the parents and the police were all ringing her voicemail. They were sort of going, oh, look, if you're still alive, you know, can you can you listen to this? Can you at least give us a signal and some of that? And what was happening was her voicemail was then like her messages were then being read. Yeah, right? they were being. It was as though she and, was checking her voicemail. And so it, just for further clarity, for for the like mm, interns and stuff. Yeah, this used to people actually used to leave voice messages on mobile phones. Yeah, and you used to be able to ring up and type in your pin mm. from any mobile from any landline phone and yes. remotely check the voicemail. That's oh, what yeah, this that's was. Right. Yeah. This is how news did it was that they used a landline phone, mm. rang in, and then when the recorded voicemail outgoing message came, you pressed hash or something, yeah. typed in the code, yes. and then you could listen to all the voicemails. They did it to heaps of celebrities because no one ever changed their password mm. from 0000, which yeah. is the default. So they did that to the dead girl. Then her parents presumably also understood the passcode. Mm. And the and police, so they would have gone to the telco to try and find and, out what's going on. And were shocked to find that her voicemails had been listened to. So they thought, well, this girl is not dead. It gave them hope. she keeps listening to her voicemail yep. messages. But because it was I, actually... they thought only she would check her own private message bank. Yes. Foolishly not realising yes. that News of the World journalists also apparently have the right mm. to check your private voicemail. So this absolutely cruel and criminal act was done under the complete watch of uh, then the person who was running it, which was James Murdoch. James Murdoch it? ran the uh, News International, uh, which was the British arm of News Corp at the time. I think but, it was it was, but the editor was Rebecca Brooks, who mm. was one of Rupert Murdoch's favourites. Yes. And it, was, it became very clear as inquiry after inquiry <laughs> was done into this heinous crime that Rupert Murdoch also had full visibility over this hideous scandal. Well, how do you think Rebecca Brooks got the job? I think she hacked into Rupert's voicemail and found <laughs> some compromising messages. Yes. But no, I mean, this was an appalling thing to have happened to New without their consent. I mean, they were just there doing their normal job of, of no- nothing resembling journalism at the News of the World, mm. which is one yes. of the most misnamed. Like, news of the World, basically the only news that, that they broke on a weekly basis that came out on Sundays was, oh my goodness, a young mm. lady has her top off on page three. Yeah, it was sort of like a tame version of the Daily Mail. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was the Daily Mail before the Daily Mail really went Daily Mail. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And so this was an appalling, disgraceful thing that they did, which many other tabloids did as well. There was a huge inquiry into it, the Leveson Inquiry. Rupert Murdoch and James Murdoch uh, had to front it hmm. and uh, attempt to, to display contrition. Of course, he did that by saying that it was the most humble day of his life, which isn't even really a thing. Like, because he was describing the day as humble. Yeah, it was than, the one day. He got it wrong. Well, he, he had never to go used, to an inquiry. He didn't have to he go He didn't to say, inquiry. I am humble, which you can't really say anyway. Mm. You can't even say you're humble. When you're a billionaire who runs yeah. but, much of the world's media. But also, you can't boast about being humble. Don't, isn't that what you do when something good happens? You say, oh, it's so humbling to win this award. Oh, oh, that's I what see. you say. Right. That's what he meant. It's so humbling <laughs> to, to get to do this. Yeah. Um, but no, look, it, 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 was a, it was a low point in, yeah. a, in a career full of really a lot of... A lot of hype. 
If you read the Australian, I, I for balance, oh, yes. I read the Australian profile and I read the telly mm. and the Times, Wall Street <laughs> Journal. I read the yeah. whole cross section of the media. Yes, yes. The NT News. They all loved it. Only listed his accomplishments when it came to crocodiles, which was yeah. a bit unusual. <laughs> but basically, it, it's as though God mm. had gotten a promotion. Yes. I don't even know how it's possible. God gets a promotion. God gets a promotion. That should be the name of this episode. Super God. Yeah. Um, Uber God. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and well, just it's, it's something slightly more powerful than God. Yes. And more op- omnipotent. That's right. But also working fewer hours. Yeah. Which I think is, is what you want to do. I mean, look. And also seems to have more eternal life than God. Because, I mean, Jesus, Jesus only lasted till about the age of 31 or something. I mean, Rupert Murdoch's lived at least three times as long as Jesus mm. by this point, I'd say. Yes. And had a lot more children. Yes. Uh, and a lot more sex scandals lot from more what we wives, understand. Lot mm. more wives. Mm. Um, so Grace Tame was on the Shop podcast on Friday. Oh, yes. And she expanded this theory, which I'd never heard before, which I think but rang true, which is that as he gets older, the number of partners he takes increases, and it's been increasing quite rapidly. Oh, yes, that's right. And her theory is that maybe he is stealing their organs. <laughs> Interesting. And, and so what he needs to do is as he gets older and his body fails him, he's got to, you know, sort of get more and more wives and girlfriends yes. in order to ha- have – because the, all his organs are running out. So you're thinking that in, in future rather than hacking the, the voicemail of, of young women, he might want to actually just sort of – Hack. Store them. Yeah. Hack into them with a – okay. Interesting theory. <laughs> I, I, bottom line is, I mean, he does keep dating younger and younger women, mm. but I mean – to be fair to him, that a much younger woman yeah. for him now is in their is in her sixties. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Isn't that the latest ones in the sixties? Yeah. Well, I think she she left him. Oh, didn't it came she? and went quick, yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is also a problem he has probably at this yes. stage of his life. Yes. You got to hand it to him, Charles. What an incredible job of dominating the world. I mean, few people have managed to uh, impose their will on the world and, and mm. elect so many problematic yes. governments really than and, Rupert Murdoch. And he actually said in his uh, resi, oh, sorry, promotion statement, yeah. he was doing it to fight against the Elites. Oh yes, that's that. His his lifelong mission mm. from when he was just a millionaire, not even a billionaire, mm. was to fight the elites. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that in the statement. I thought, and does he does he understand what that word means? And he Charles? does it through truth, is what he said. Mm. He's he, always been committed to the, the truth. truth. Right. See, the truth might have been ha- hiding on that voicemail. So I know how to decode this. Oh, okay. Because I've been reading a bit of Marxism. Oh dear. Right. The thing is, because so, I've always found it very confusing. This whole idea that these right wing billionaires always railing against the Elites, right? Donald Trump does it too. He hates the, the elites. The liberal elites, right? And what the elites represent is not what they're talking about is they're not talking about people who are rich and powerful. Yeah. That's not the elites. That's their friends. What they mean by elites is the liberal elites, the people who actually succeed in the liberal arts and who value things and and who, who do that by, you know, studying, you know, in, you know, science or humanities or something mm. like that and gaining expertise through education oh, and yeah. experience yeah, yeah. and who therefore have a value system that doesn't place money at the centre of their value system. They place other things like being really educated or having great taste or having certain values around what a life worth living looks like. I mean, right? maybe even kindness mm. and, and um, helping those less fortunate than you. Yes, exactly. That's all leaders. So that's why teachers and nurses and doctors and, and, and God forbid people 
people are librarians. Oh, God, you don't want those. You know, um, I don't know, sci- climate scientists especially. Because, actually, at the end of the day, the success that those elites have is actually far more unobtainable oh, for course. a Rupert, or, and especially for his offspring, for people like Lachlan, who, let's face it, is the world's dumbest man. Like, like he, he has been given every set of fortunes and luck and everything, and yet he still stuffs up most business deals that he enters or lawsuits that he tries or, he, like, just every step he takes, he stubs his toe. Are you saying that Are you saying that suing Crikey for defamation <laughs> and then having to give up when it looked like you weren't going to do very well? Are you saying that wasn't a massive success? Uh, yeah, and can we just pause a second and say, Crikey, he's a fucking email newsletter. Like, your dad is the most powerful man in the world. You can't leaders, crush a pamphlet. Leaders crush, you know, kiss his ring every day and you turn up, you try and sue an email newsletter and you fail. I mean, what the fuck? You fail at squashing something that Stephen fucking Maine set up in his bedroom? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Not only do you fail, Charles, the important point is you fail upwards. You fail into <laughs> the job of sole chair of News and of Fox. And if you mm. look at his CV, but, I mean, if you, don't forget one tell. We've got to remember oh, uh, the, it's when extreme. James Packer and Lachlan Murdoch got mm. together yes. to try and show that they were as good uh, as their legendary fathers yes. and absolutely fucked it yes. to, 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 a, to a royal degree. Which is the thing that gives you hope, right? Lachlan Murdoch is never going to be part of the elites of people who actually know how to do things or, or value life on any other scale other Just than money. Just right. mm. But also, he's not going to be very good at taking on this mantle. And I think what you're looking at is, like, the reason why it was such big news, even though, you know, Rupert said he was sticking around, is because we know that this is the beginning of the end. Well, the, this is the genius of a family company, mm. is you can pretty much guarantee that, uh, you know, Rupert was much better than his dad, mm. who, let's not forget, and this is the amazing thing about Rupert, is that he started with a newspaper in fucking Adelaide, mm. which is like, to my mind, starting with a newspaper in Adelaide mm. is harder than having no newspaper at all. Yes. To try yes. and build a media business. Trying to overcome Adelaide's yes. prejudices and sensibilities in small town. Back then? Yes. In whenever, didn't he start well, in 1870 or something? Just having to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Just having to... Um, be in Adelaide. Yeah, of course. You know, like, but but also not Adelaide adversity. in 2023. Yeah. Adelaide, can you imagine yeah. what, how, what a small town Adelaide was in the, all in those the years 19, ago in the 50s 1950s, and 60s? 1950s it yeah. was, yeah, late so 1950s. Full credit to Rupert Murdoch, but the mm. point is he is exceptional, like him or not, utterly exceptional and mm. brilliant at business. Children know, mm. father know, mm. and that's the, that's the genius of, of any inheritance. That's why royalty is such a fucking disaster because mm. there's, there's always a dud. Look at Kim Jong-un, mm. dud. 
Warwick Fairfax completely tanked the Fairfax business mm. because all these dipshits hand their businesses to their children instead of people who are smart at running them. So the best thing you can do if you're a billionaire, if you're a brilliant billionaire, is just sell the fucking thing off, mm. give your kids a trust fund that pays them every year so they can't blow all their money, mm. and be happy. That's what Ken Logan Roy should have done in succession. There should have never been any succession. Of mm. course he should have sold it to the smart guy from Sweden who actually knew how to run businesses. Mm. I just don't bother. The ultimate lesson of, of succession is the same as in the Murdoch family. They're dead shits. That sort of talent doesn't span generations. Well, it is true that that, that is what he largely did. He sold most of his empire to Disney yes. uh, because he knew that the kids weren't up to it. I mean, you don't see Walt Disney's grandchildren hanging around trying to run the company. I think they've still got some shares somewhere, but they, they don't, they're not the CEOs because they don't know how to fucking do it. That's why, Charles, you, know, you have very illustrious mm. ancestors who you haven't lived up to. Mm. So, same yes. for me. Oh, imagine that. And my children may well be brilliant. Your children are pretty talented so, yeah. so far. Yes. It's early to say, but we're the runts of the litter. Oh, yeah. And we've definitely. just started this little chaser thing that, that no one ever thought would amount to very much and, yes. and has proven to, you know, kind of kick around think, the scene for a while. Do you think maybe we should give it to our kids and they'll turn into... Maybe if I act as horribly to, to my son as Keith Murdoch acted towards Rupert and was really abusive and things like that, then maybe my son will take over the chaser and turn it into a horrible <sighs> right-wing empire. I mean, maybe, but then by the same token, Kerry was terrible to James and all that did was scare him for life and render him a, a husk of a man mm. to the point where I almost feel sorry for him, James Packer. Anyway, Rupert, congrats on the promotion, mate. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yes. I presume they interviewed for the position. Do you think that <laughs> CVs were sought from yeah. around the, the business and other people applied? Rupert was the only one who got it? Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, if you were doing a job interview mm. and one of the candidates was 92 years old. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so what's your 10-year plan for this company? Where do you see yourself in, <laughs> in, in 20, 20 years' time? <laughs> it reminds me, Charles, of, of actually. I mean, we, we love old people. Like, we do. Yeah, some we of, just don't know some what the of, running things necessarily. Some of my favourite parents are old. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hey, Charles, you know who this reminds me of more than anything? It reminds me of Lee Kuan Yew. Lee Kuan Yew, the, the genius yeah. behind starting Singapore. Singapore, yes. So what he did was he started he started Singapore mm. um, as this sort of offshoot. Got kicked, basically kicked out of Malaysia. They kicked out the Chinese from Malaysia. He started mm. Singapore. Mm. Devastated to have been kicked out of Malaysia. Starts this little island. Mm. Is prime minister for life. They have elections, but, you know, yeah. no chance. Let's just say that there wasn't much chance of Lee Kuan Yew losing an election yeah. in Singapore. Yeah. Then at one point he... Um, his son was a bit young. He didn't want to hand over to him. So he handed over to a guy called Go Chok Tong and took on the job of senior minister. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember Go Chok Tong yes. was the prime minister. Guess who actually ran Singapore during that period? Lee Kuan Yew. Lee Kuan Yew did. And then uh, his son, his mm. son uh, came of age and was old enough to become prime minister, Lee Sien Lung. And apparently it's defamatory in Singapore to say that Lee Sien Lung got the job through anything other than merit. So I won't. Mm. He just happened to, maybe it's one of those examples where brilliance passes through a family. Mm. He was an emeritus. He managed to get the job. Prime minister. So then what they did was, Go Chok Tong became senior minister and Lee Kuan Yew had the job of minister mentor. Right. right, So he was like another level of emeritus. He was like double emeritus. Mm. Guess who ran Singapore? Lee Kuan Yew. Lee Kuan Yew ran Singapore, yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, that's Really what's happening here in news with the same level of, of brilliance, mm. the same refusal to let go, oh, and the same absolutely <laughs> corrosive effect on democracy, by oh, the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well done, Rupert. Uh, but, but let's not forget, Charles, mm. it was all about truth. It was about, it was truth. about truth. That's right. Mm. And that's, that's the whole thing. He's been fighting against the elites with truth. Like- Imagine waking up in the morning and just going, you know what? 
I just, I'm just going to fight for truth <laughs> like I do every day. And if it makes me a few bill along the way, well, yeah. truth is money in truth. He's sort of the Mah- Mahatma Gandhi of our era, mm, isn't he? Really? Absolutely. You know? yeah. Yeah. Not with quite the same commitment to nonviolence. No. Uh, mm. But, but yeah, I mean, also mm. very memorable. Yes. And, yes. And you wouldn't want to have sex with him. <laughs> well, you would if you were um, a succession of very high-profile successful women. Yeah, that's true. Because actually, you just yeah. don't you just close your eyes and think of the billions? Isn't that how it works? Well, I don't think they did that with Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. Look, all I'll say is, um, Lachlan, if you want to see the chaser of this episode, mm. um, I mean, you can, mm. but should you? Yeah. Should should you? I mean, if you're talking about a fearsome foe, you well, know, crikey was an email newsletter. We, we, we don't usually even send out our <laughs> email le- newsletter on time. Uh, <laughs> we, we haven't got the, 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 the street smarts and the deep pockets <laughs> of a crikey here at the chaser, do we? I once chased Lachlan Murdoch through the streets, through Downcastle Race oh, really? Street. Oh, that's yeah, nice. It was, it was mm. enormously fun. So I've never been in the same room as Rupert, uh, unfortunately. But uh, you know what? I've got no, 20 years more to achieve but, that. But our mutual friend, who I won't name, did once. And he went up and said to Rupert what he thought of Rupert. Really? Yes. And and uh, <coughs> and Rupert apparently just sort of went, oh, well, you're, you know, you, you spent a lot of time thinking about saying that, didn't you? <laughs> so, yeah. It's nothing that his conscience doesn't whisper to him in the, in the death of night, I presume. Actually, I presume not. Our gear is from Road, and uh, today's episode is brought to you by News Corporation and Fox Corporation. Um, and Sky News. We're part of the Iconoclast Network for now until someone buys it. There. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.